Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema and Happy New Year. Coming in hot. My name is Max Bernardi. My name is Johnny Summers. And in a surprising and somewhat shocking turn of events, Max is sick. Again, yeah. If you listen, was it last week or the week before? It must have been last week. I don't remember. I don't remember either. But I got sick and then had a series of shows, and then I got sick again, or maybe just got more sick and didn't quite heal. So this is my voice for today, and I'm sorry. <laughs> if you recall back to that episode, I actually mentioned, yeah, you're sick all the time, and you, I know, kind of fought back a little. Well, I said I get sick like once or twice a year, and it's always around this time. Yeah. So here we are. That's fine. Yeah, if you've never heard the show before, we cover two craft beers in one movie every single week, and we do not spoil our movie without giving you ample heads up. Uh, so don't worry about it if you haven't seen Bumblebee just yet, the newest uh, Transformer film, uh, which we'll be covering later on because we're not going to spoil it without letting you know. Yeah, we won't tell you spoiled. tell you the huge plot twist at the end. Yeah, right. <laughs> where Bumblebee's actually human. Right, right. Oh, oh, I did it. Um, so your voice this week is is this? It's fine. Yeah, I'm gonna be like probably lots of throat <laughs> clearing and coughing and <clears throat> steal your turn of thing. phrase. That's that's it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's, it's gonna there. be fine. Um, last bit of housekeeping before we move on. Next week, which is gonna be the seventh when our episode drops, we're gonna be covering a film called Mary Queen of Scots, and it is playing currently at the pageant. You'll be able to see it today through Thursday. There are showings from or at rather 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. So if you want to see the movie, it's a it's a sort of an indie film. It's not going to be in any mainstream theaters, I don't think. But I think it's going to be a big contender for several Oscars. Yeah. So we are very excited to cover it. So if you get a chance in the next few days, go go check it out. Yeah, watch it along with us. And that way next week when the episode drops, you will maybe have already seen it. Yeah. Again, it's showing at the pageant. That's uh, here in Chico. New, uh, New, Year's, New Year's Eve through January 3rd. Correct. Because today is New Year's Eve, right? Uh, today is, yes. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Huzzah. Moving right along. That's exciting. <clears throat> I'm so stoked for that movie. Yeah. I'm soaked and stoked. I'm soaked. That should be a should be a phrase. Soaked and soaked. soaked and stoked, dude. Bro, I'm so stoked and soaked. Uh, you want to do the honors, man? You brought beers again this week, and I feel like it's only fair that you you tell our listeners what we're about to be drinking. Oh, you only want a little bit, right? Yeah, that's okay. fine. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I have to drink all the beer this week, so the Danger Zone's going to be awesome. Yeah, but this is a recurring brewery. This is the second time we've we've uh, featured a toppling Goliath beer. Yeah, I don't remember how long ago, but we did pseudo Sue. This might be weird, but I think it was episode ninety two. I don't know why I'm remembering right. that, but I'm almost positive. Okay. Cool. I trust your memory more than mine. Uh, but this week we're going to be doing another beer from them because Pseudo Sue, as uh, I found out after the episode, is actually a pale ale. Is it? And we were calling it an IPA the sure. whole time. So thanks for pointing our mistakes out, guys. Yeah. Keeping me honest. <laughs> Very cool. So this, in fact, is an IPA from Topping Goliath. It's called Pompeii, clocking in at 6.2% ABV. This cost about $4 at SNS Produce because I always forget to mention that. Yep. And I will read you from their website, am I assuming? Yeah, this is indeed from their website. Huzzah. From the source, a little bit about this beer. Inspiration for our newest Hot Patrol IPA comes from the House of Fawn in Pompeii, Italy. At this site, some of the world's most famous mosaics were preserved under layers of ash after the eruption of Mount Vesuvius. And in this fashion, Pompeii IPA, a IPAA, a preserves <laughs> and showcases the luxurious taste of the mosaic hop. This single hop IPA offers a floral aroma and a truly complex mosaic of taste. Oh, you see what they did there? I get it. They made a mosaic pun. I get it. <clears throat> You're going to get dark citrus and pineapple flavors with deep earthy undertones and a persistent bitterness in the finish. Have you ever been to Pompeii? No. I was there when I was um, maybe 16, 15 or 16. Yeah. Uh, pretty would, weird. Yeah, it's a little dark, right? Yeah, man. And I, I remember like a couple, like it didn't hit me until years after I went, but it's, you saw like there's fully preserved Just bodies everywhere. People. Yeah, it's really nuts. Um, so, you know, if you get a chance, you should go. Yeah, Italy's um, probably my number one most desired place to travel. Okay. So this being in Italy, I would imagine. Yeah, make it a stop. Yeah. In between just eating lucrative amounts of pasta and red wine. Yes. You know. Yes. That's, that's really what I'd be going for. This beer's pretty good, though. I, again, like, I'm still pretty congested, so I'm going to go out, go ahead and throw out the caveat. I'm not probably on, on my best me right now. The in old terms of palates tasting. in the pooper. But it's definitely like a really, really mellow hot presence up front, at least. It doesn't feel like it's going to kick you in the palate, or at least it didn't for me. 
Um, certainly not a not a palate reckon IPA. No, it's nice. It's approachable. Um, I think we were talking about this as a surprisingly low uh, IBU. Yeah, I don't think we wrote it down or mentioned it, but you said fifty. I think fifty, fifty. Yeah. So, not what you would expect from a single hop IPA. Usually, you'd expect a little bit more, but I think it's it's really nice and mellow. I get a huge um, citrus presence. Yeah, it's definitely. like biting into a mandarin. Yeah, immediately, it's very crisp and refreshing. Uh, finishes nice and dry and bitter, but it's it's a little juicy in the middle with nice nice bitterness from the hops. I love single hop beers. It really lets you just get a grasp on what a hop does for a beer. So this would be a great example of a, a single hop mosaic beer. I mean, yeah. I, I love it. I really do like the mosaic hop quite a bit too. Yeah, I don't have much to add. I think I agree with with all that. It's, I'd say it's really light drinking, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> not just flavor, but mouthfeel. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty fine carbonation, not too overpowering and it's not underwhelming. It's a really solidly balanced beer. Uh, it's not blowing my mind, but it's, it's very good. I, yeah. Four bucks for this too is, is a steal. Yeah. It was like three eighty, So yeah. it's like four bucks out the door, which yeah. is silly. Yeah. I wonder where else you can, I'm sure you can find it at obviously places in Chica, but this is all the way from Iowa yeah. is where they're based. So the fact that we're getting this draw out here is pretty neat. Yeah. They're, they're a pretty big brewery too. Uh, they're really famous for their stout called assassin okay and it gets like to be insanely expensive on the secondary market like people pay i want to say like a thousand dollars no yeah really you should pull that up i'm really curious because i'm yeah assassin from toppling goliath secondary value or whatever because or worth i think would be a way to pull that up because it's it's insane like people like at the brewery they charge like five or six hundred bucks for it yeah man i'm seeing so i'm looking at uh, beerblackbook.com uh, and the number that came across is 1,426, but that's, I think, maybe the highest. And that looked like it was for more than one beer. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, well, it's it's looking more like, um, let's see. Go back down. There's multiple toppling Goliath. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Um, so this is a bunch, but there's a single bottle went for 350 375 That's pretty cheap then. I mean, I guess. I still can't imagine paying $300 for a bottle of beer. but No, because it's like a 22. Like, yeah. yeah, and then obviously like the older the older you get, like the older years, the more they're going to cost it. So there's one there that says 2016 Toppling Goliath KBBS, which is Kentucky Bourbon <clears throat> Breakfast Stout, mm-hmm. which is another barrel-aged stout that they do, and a bottle of Assassin. Yeah. Two bottles of beer, $1,525. Yeah, that's nuts, man. That's crazy pants. I mean, and that's from, what, June last year? Yes. So that just gives you, like, a general idea. But then you could go down and get a, a can of this for 350 Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts, man. It's like demand is a weird thing. We didn't even did we even talk about the uh barrel age double stack release up at Great Notion? No, and I actually hadn't been aware of that. And I think you mentioned it to me briefly, but I didn't remember. Yeah. There was a little bit of controversy with how much it, they charged for it. What was it? Is it do they only do crowlers too? Uh no. This was uh the first time they had bottled it, actually. And it was like a aged for two years. They had to move the barrels a bunch of times. Um just became quite the process, I guess, because they had to move locations or something. I don't okay. Know. So they just ramped up their prices? Um, well, I don't know if they ramped it up. I'm going to tell you how much it cost and tell you what you got. You tell me if you would pay it. What brewery was this? Great Notion. Great Notion, yeah. So you had to go there to the brewery, stand in line. They had 500 of these gift sets, and it came in this box, a wood box, that was like had their logo of the beer on one side and like a picture of like a bunch of flapjacks and stuff on the other, but right. it was like artistic kind of box, wood box. It had a beanie, it had a glass, and yeah. it had a bottle opener. And then you got two 500 milliliter bottles of barrel aged double stack. Okay. And it was 125 bucks. I get that. That doesn't seem that crazy. Not crazy. I mean, like if you buy, like, I feel like the beanie would mark it up. Like any merch from a, from a brewery is always, I feel marked up anyways. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know what Sierra Nevada charges for sweatshirts, but I feel it's like 50 or 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. That doesn't seem that nuts to me. It didn't seem crazy, right? Yeah. Not like an assassin crazy. No. Like, that beer's nuts. Yeah. But I, you're a huge fan of Double Stack. Yes. I don't, I've, I've tasted it once. You brought it down one time, and I liked it. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't buy that set. I, did they give the option just to buy the beer? No. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. See, I, I don't like that. Uh, they had the option to buy the beer at a later date. Right. They're going to release single bottles. Uh, and also, I was kind of bummed that they didn't have, I wasn't there, but it was kind of a bummer they didn't have it on tap at yeah. the event. Yeah. It didn't go on tap until like three days later. Like, that kind of sucks. Yeah. You just come and you buy your gifts and you leave. And you don't get to try the beer until yeah, you open sucks, one man. of these. 
bottles. But I mean, I had mixed feelings on it, but also if I lived up there, I probably would have went and spent the money, you know? Um, it is a lot for two bottles of beer, but there is the exclusivity factor that yeah. beer nerds love. Yep. But all that to say, Toppling Goliath makes an expensive beer, and this is not it. <laughs> no. So Pompeii, this this single hop IPA, I think is really good. I'm going to give it an 8.5. I drink this, again, in a heartbeat. Yeah, this is a super crushable beer. This would be a great, like, after work, everyday beer. Yeah. Like, 100%. If we're getting distro of it, there's no reason not to keep this in your fridge. This is up there for me with everyday IPAs like Ubedank. Yeah, sure. Because we're getting that. I like, forget about the, Ubedank, yeah. It's like 12, 13 bucks a four-pack, and it's yeah. so good. Uh, they're almost the exact same price point. So yeah, I, I was gonna give it an eight five ish. Okay, somewhere in there too. But I'm I'm gonna give it more more towards a nine. All right, I'm gonna write down a nine for you. Yeah, this beer is really really good. It's one of those ones if you've never had it, you should definitely drink it. Yes, you'll want to keep it around. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool man. What have you been up to this week? Let's see. It was Christmas. Yes, it was. Oh, crap. I Christmas forgot. was Tuesday. Yeah. <clears throat> we are recording on a Friday. Yeah. I did next to nothing. I took some time off work. Stayed in town. Stayed in town. Played a whole bunch of the new God of War on PS4. Oh, great. Probably about 12 to 14 hours over wow. about four days. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hit it hard. Got a couple monsters and just couched it for a while. It was fun. Yeah. That, that game plays like a movie. That's what you talked about yeah. this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's crazy. So that and... Not a lot. Just been relaxing and enjoyed recharging the batteries a little. It was nice to have some time off. That's about it for me. Went to the movies the other day. Yeah. Finished season two of Mrs. Maisel. Oh, nice. It was really good. Yeah. One of my cousins brought that up over Christmas. Yeah. I, she she was, said something like, it was completely out of the blue. She goes, have you watched? And I said, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I don't know how I guessed it, but it was. And that, cause you had just told me That's about it awesome. the week before. So and yeah, she, she likes it. I'm yes. assuming. Everybody likes it. It's Whatever. a really good show. Yeah. There's not a whole lot wrong with it. Yeah. So uh, the one thing that did kind of get me hot this week is the movie Bird Box. Oh, see, I started it. I've started it. I don't have to hijack your conversation. Why don't you talk about it? No, I want to know what, what your story with it so I don't like spoil it or anything. Yeah, I watched, I got to watch like 10 minutes and then I had to turn it off. Okay. Um, I don't remember why. Just had other stuff going on. I think so. Gotcha. Um, like I thought I had time to watch a movie and I remembered something. So I still really want to watch it. Okay. I won't spoil it for you then. Uh, I will just give you my overall feelings on it. Sure. Um, did I have to suspend some disbelief? Of course. It's a post-apocalyptic horror movie. Yeah, you should set it up a little bit. This um, is like a world. It's a Netflix original movie. Netflix original movie starring Sandra Bullock with a very strong performance from John Malkovich. Right. A few other people. Machine Gun Kelly's in it. Um, no one else very notable. Uh, but yeah, basically... I would, it's like not aliens, but it's not not aliens. Yeah, I think as somebody who hasn't seen it, maybe I could give a, a more uh, yeah. vague description. There you go. It just seems like it's a movie that um, they she's blindfolded in all the trailers, so like you can't look around. Yeah. And it seems like she's trying to get her and her kids to safety mm -hmm. in this world where you're not supposed to look at something for some reason. Yeah. People will die. That's that's the the broad stroke of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I went in with a bit of a preconceived notion that this was kind of a ripoff of A Quiet Place. So this was definitely viewed with a big grain of salt for me. But I found myself really falling into the world that this movie created and kind of buying into it. It was definitely not a ripoff of A Quiet Place. This for sure stands on its own. It's a completely different style. I mean, there were obviously similarities in that there had to be like a deprivation of a sense or, right. you know, like with the quiet place, it was noise. But um, I think that's pretty much where it ended. This was very much so a uh, psychological thriller, uh, very, very tense, very fascinating uh, movie. Uh, overall, I really enjoyed it. was super entertained by it and would definitely recommend watching it to anyone because it's some really good free content if you're subscribing to Netflix. Great. It's absolutely worth a watch. Yeah. I, uh, so I did Christmas as well. Gianna and I went out of town. We spent Christmas with my family. It was lovely. Nice. Um, but on the movie front, I also got to watch a movie that I, it's been on my radar for a long time. Never had a chance to see it when it came through. It was called Mining the Gap. It's a documentary by Bing Liu. It came out earlier this year. Um, <clears throat> it's a documentary, one of three this year that have come out about skateboarding. We did mid nineties on this show. Um, then there's this one called Mining the Gap. And then there's uh, another one called Skate Kitchen, which I haven't seen. But this was so amazing. It's it's this it's this group of friends, and they're not actors. It's all an actual documentary. Um, and one of the friends decided to make this film, and it it deals with with a lot of domestic violence and 
um, how skateboarding is an escape for a lot of people. And it's a really interesting lens into kind of the life of um, like the dirty old rascals that are skateboarding on your corner um, <laughs> and, and looking at what those lives can be like under the, I guess, wrong circumstances. Yeah. And and there's a lot of really beautiful moments, but some also intense uh, kind of depressing and heartbreak kind of stuff. Um, it's available to stream on Amazon Prime, I believe. Okay. If not Hulu, I can't quite remember, but I can find out quickly. Nice. <clears throat> um, but it's real, real good. That sounds like a really interesting flick, and I like documentaries. Yeah. It's cool that it's like the IRL version of mid-90s. Totally. So. Yeah. Again, that's called Minding the Gap. Nice. Yeah. I'm into that. It was real, real good. Anything pissing you off this week? I'm just sick again. I'm done with it, man. Yeah. I've got a gig tomorrow <laughs> out in the Bay Area, and then... Um, Kind of have a big thing in Reno coming up, playing with the full band. The third, mm-hmm. if you're in in the Reno area between January third and fifth, I'm playing at the Terrace Lounge with the band. It's gonna oh, be a lot of fun. The what? The Terrace Lounge. It's inside the Peppermill Hotel. Thank you. There you go. Um, it's gonna be fun. All I heard was I'm in the Terrace Sound. Yeah, sorry. That sounds um, super meta, dude. So, Is that like a new nightclub? Yeah, dude. Um, so I'm like kind of swamped with getting stuff ready for that. But yeah. other than that, no, I'm golden. Can't complain. Beautiful. Yeah. I like it. Not too much traffic on the roads out there. No, just fi- normal Christmas traffic, but yeah. whatever. That's good. I was really lucky I didn't have to drive anywhere for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Ended up going down to the brewery in Oroville for dinner. Great. Had some prime rib at work. Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, Why not, man? The parents wanted to go there. It's kind of the halfway point because they're staying down by sack. So gotcha. it was nice. Good to catch up. Yeah. Maybe some prime rib on Christmas. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should mention, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't. I was going to say our dinner the other night. Ooh. But I don't think we need to. I guess that's, did we already mention that? That already happened? My timeline's no. all no. That happened uh, af- right after we recorded, or like a day after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, we could mention it. That was fun. We should we just mention wanna, it. Yeah, we should just give like a public thank you to Gianna and Shalina for putting up with us. Yeah, on the air, we took them out to dinner. We all went out to dinner at uh, a restaurant here in town. It was real nice. It was nice. It was Have fun. A good time. We often don't ever hang out outside of the podcast. Yeah, so it was kind of nice to just go have a couple drinks and, yeah. and a meal and yep. just be normal people and. Mostly it was a, a company dinner to thank the, the women in our lives for putting up with it, having unlimited patience for us pursuing our silly hobbies. Yeah. You guys love listening to. So yeah, if you see them, you should thank them too. Indeed. Buy them a beer. They both like it. Because they could put a stop to this at any time. <laughs> uh, on that note, you want to jump to a break? Uh, and then when we come back, maybe start talking about Transformers. Get ready for Michael Bay style explosions. Wait, you got to stop that because this is not that movie. It's there's, not? No, this isn't Michael Bay for one. What? Yeah, this is Travis Knight, and I was so thankful that this was not a Michael Bay Boom Boom movie. Well, we better take a break so you can tell me more in that train of thought. I'm Charlie Watson. I'm 18. Today, actually. Is the Beetle for sale? Cures, kid. Happy birthday. can be terrible about things they don't understand. From now on, the only person you can show yourself around is me. Oh, I'm, I'm good. Now I'm good, thanks. There's a war raging on our planet. If this criminal isn't found, that war may find its way here. Is there anyone that can help you? Do you have a family? Me. They're calling an army. I've seen firsthand these things really are. Bumblebee, there is only one way to end this war. You must protect Earth and its people. Take it down! to read this all in your optimus prime voice oh dude, i was just thinking that voice is so intense i could never like Do it's so it. iconic too <clears throat> i can't not with where i'm at come on max but what i will say is the year is 1987 and bumblebee the autobot seeks refuge in a junkyard in a small california beach town 
Charlie, played by Haley Steinfeld, on the brink of turning 18 years old and trying to find her place in the world, soon discovers the battle-scarred and broken Bumblebee. When Charlie revives him, she quickly learns that this is no ordinary yellow Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. This is uh, the newest installment of what doesn't feel like the original Transformers franchise to me. This is directed by Travis Knight, who also directed Kubo and the Two Strings a couple years ago. It was written by Christina Hodson. And like I said, it stars Haley Steinfeld as Charlie, uh, Jorge Lendenberg Jr. as her neighbor and... Uh, admirer from afar memo. John Cena plays uh, Jack Burns. I believe I wrote John, but I think it's Jack Burns, which made me think of Meet the Fockers because <laughs> I'm right. pretty sure that was Robert De Niro's character's name. Was it Burns? Yeah, wasn't it? No, I'm pretty sure it was. But we can fact check that in a minute. Yeah. Um, Charlie's family is made up of her uh, brother and mom and sort of stepdad slash mom's boyfriend played by Jason. Uh, sorry, her dad, stepdad is played by Steven Schneider. He plays a guy named Ron. Jason Drucker plays her brother Otis, and Pamela Adlin plays Sally, her mom. I love Pamela Adlin. If she's got, not, yeah. She's been in a bunch of stuff. If you're yeah. not familiar with her, she was in the original HBO sketch show, uh, Lucky Louie with Louis C.K. Sure. Uh, she was in like every season of Californication. She's hilarious. Yeah, she's great in this. Yeah. Uh, this film originally came out on December 21st, and as of December 27th, it has made $46.2 million, more or less. Um, I know we didn't see this together, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on on just kind of what you thought of this movie in general, if any things stuck out to you, good or bad, and what you thought of John Cena's dialogue. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. In that order. Okay. So what did I like about this movie? My general thoughts were it was a fun time. I'm going to go ahead and immediately agree with you that this did not feel like a Transformers franchise tagged movie. There was no Michael Bay over exaggerating everything. Uh, this felt like a much more approachable movie as opposed to the other ones. It definitely stands on its own, which I appreciate. Uh, it's a great origin story, not necessarily vital, but also very entertaining. Uh, I like to see it. It was fun. I loved the time period this movie was set in, which will segue me directly into my adoration of the soundtrack. The soundtrack was amazing. Yeah, it's late '80s, so they really—I think—they capitalized yeah, on yeah, this. I mean, you had Rick Astley, Van Halen, Whitney Houston, MC Hammer, Michael Jackson, Europe, Journey, Chicago. You get the idea. And they like these gorgeous shots of her driving the car, like kind of around yeah. the California coastline. It's yeah. a really, really beautifully shot movie, which is yeah. not something I expected to say about Transformers. I really enjoyed the overall warm tone of the movie because you know it was a very warm. Everything was very like tinted in that that style which I liked. I think it lent itself well to the feel of the movie. Uh, and I really liked the shots of the the boardwalk where she worked. I mean, overall, the color palette was very nice in this movie. I think they did a lot playing with the yellows and the different colors. It was, it was nice. It was a fun movie to look at. It was a fun story that wasn't too complicated, uh, but it was also not overblown and bogged down by unnecessary action garbage. Those were the things I liked about it. Those were the things that stood out. And how bad was John Cena's dialogue? No, I loved it. Did you really? Of course I did. Because I know you have this thing in action movies <clears throat> where it's like, they say the thing, that like the dumb thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there was one time where I'm like, oh, Max hated that. No, I loved when it. When he was like, is it the door? There's a door in my so way. So good. The reason, so yeah, John Cena plays like um, sort of this, this, uh, grizzly um meathead general type. yeah like in the army who's like sole mission is just like destroy the robots yeah um and every line he had was like just hamming it up yeah but like I, it's fine because you're casting john cena yeah like be john like the same as like casting nick cage like i yeah. want that and just give me more of <laughs> yeah. it you, you don't cast him if you don't expect him to do john cena yeah shit. right so like there's one scene where like he cocks his gun and basically looks in the camera like we're going to texas mm -hmm. i was like yes more of that <laughs> really like, there's a door in my way it was the best i loved it you think that added to this movie yes because in any other movie like an action movie that it would drive you nuts well for sure yeah but i I could see how that adds to the overall feel. Yeah, it's like um, it comes back to like knowing what it is as a movie. And 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 John Cena's character I think was separate enough from kind of the main story that he could exist in his own sphere without sort of um bringing that campiness into uh the main storyline. Definitely. So I think that worked. I think this was one of the more uh character and relationship driven <clears throat> movies in this franchise's history. 
Definitely. And I really liked the relationship between Charlie and Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. That was super engaging. Anytime they were on screen together, there was, believe it or not, chemistry. Yeah. Which you wouldn't have thought, but I mean, I definitely bought it. And it was fascinating and I totally endearing how much Bumblebee acted like a cat. Yeah. He was like a kitty. He's, it, he's a, it was funny too. It like was. it was actual, like I was, I went to see it with my friend Tim and on the way out of the theater, we, or I said something along the lines of, um, I would just so much rather see like one to three really well developed transformers than like an army of them. Yeah. And here I think you got to really experience a Bumblebee's personality, like you're saying, but also just the mechanics of how he works. Like people go to see Transformers movies for sure, sometimes explosions, but also to hear like the transforming sound. Like that's so cool. And then watching him do it. And he did it happened so much in this movie. And I think like they to Travis Knight's um credit like he knows that's what people like so he found this way of doing it all the time which is like they did this hiding drill where mm-hmm. he'd convert to himself <laughs> then a beetle and then back and then and it's great like we got to see it from so many different angles and like yeah. see how different parts moved and at one point we're like literally in the car when it transforms back to him that's such a cool thing like yeah. awesome give me that too and also in that same hiding montage you see kind of bumblebee's ignorance and like a childlike way yeah and that came through a lot yeah. he's just got this innocence to him where he just doesn't quite get it yeah because he she hides behind a rock and you can see she's like bent over yeah and then bumblebee tries to hide behind a rock like a quarter his yeah. size it's funny too like i think the only reason that works because in the first you get sort of this uh this establishing sequence where they're on cybertron and um like they're getting attacked by Decepticons and Optimus Prime is, gives him his imperative, like go to earth and what you heard in the trailer. Um, and he like loses a lot of his memory. Um, and I think that's the only reason that worked for me, the kind of the kiddiness and goofiness. Cause he's mm-hmm. like a warrior yeah. drone essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, like the very smart move, you kind of, you kind of relegate him to like a kid, like innocence position. Yeah. And it works really well. It does. Yeah. It played, it really did play. Also, Haley Steinfeld is so great in this. And I feel like I got my eye on her anytime she's in anything. It's She's so good. We saw her in Edge of 17. Um, she's been in a bunch of things. And she just, I think she sold this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, yeah, it was great. She's great. She's so believable. Like there's this whole story with her and her, her father who had passed away. And um, that manifests itself through her and Bumblebee's relationship. And I'm going to cough. Yeah, there we go. It was very nice. I really did like her performance. It was, she's a really good actress. Like she's really, really, really talented. And yeah. I'm, same with you. Like pay Thank attention. I've been to acting her more career. lately. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it shows. Um, I think, I think at their best, like these movies can be like a superhero movie. And I think like superhero movies or transformer movies aren't really about the transformers. Like they're about the people. Yeah. Like, Cause we are the audience and that's what you want to do. You want to be able to empathize with what you're seeing on screen. Mm-hmm. And like these are these are stories about people mm-hmm. told through these like crazy fantasies of robots and aliens and whatever. Um, and I think that's so great because it always comes back to to Charlie's character. It's it's her resolution with her family and um, what that means in terms of her father and her relationships in general. I think it was it was, it was a good movie, man. Yeah, I think you could kind of almost use the same exact uh, idea or perspective with a slight change of verbiage for last week's movie. Yeah, Spider Man. Yeah, Into the Spider Verse was you know the most identifiable, of course, yeah. empathy inspiring Spider Man ever, and this is the same type of film for this franchise series. This yeah. was the injection of life that I think that this series needed. I really hope they let Travis Knight direct more of these. Yeah, uh, and it was definitely not your traditional Transformers movie that we've come to know. Thank God for that. Yeah, totally. Because <laughs> I was not ready to see that. But I really wanted to see this just because I've been reading a bit about it and trying to just get more takes on different movies that I might not be interested in seeing. And this had a bunch of really positive things written about it. As yes. Far as, and that made me want to see it. Like, it's rating really high on Rotten Tomatoes it's right nuts. now. It's yeah. Like, yeah. for critics I was and so viewers. surprised. Yeah. It's critics like, rated this higher than viewers did. Yeah. Like, what, what world are we living in? Like... <laughs> Transformers movie. Um, yeah, was, that's, yeah, and it's. I mean, mainly Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, you know, but also Bumblebee. Like, obviously not acting because he's like completely CGI. But yeah, but their dynamic was so engaging. It was what I wanted. Like the very first Transformers with Shia LaBeouf and Bumblebee to be. Yeah, they had a similar but very different type interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, this was uh, a bit deeper of a connection. Yeah. Like, also, like. 
props to this franchise for coming as far as it has and like not having a Megan Fox type eye candy thing. Mm-hmm. Just loved that. Yeah. Just yeah. Like just just make a movie with real people. Yeah. You know, like it's it's it was but, good. sorry, I should clarify. By that I don't mean like a hot girl in the movie. I mean like Megan Fox's functionality in the first one was like literally like crop top booty shorts bent over a car. Yeah. That was like ninety percent of her shots. Yeah. I'm glad that wasn't here. Like that's not I don't care. That's not what I want. So yeah, yes. Ex- no, exactly, and that's to take nothing away from from Haley Steinfeld because she is absolutely yeah. adorable. Yeah, and I think she's just yeah, she's a real person. Like the, every character in this is a real person. Yeah, like, you get it. That's the with the exception of like John Cena. Yeah. Whereas Megan <clears throat> Fox would be more of like a supermodel. Yeah, like they just wrote, wrote her in to be a hot person on screen. Yeah, she might as well have been in a bikini the whole movie. Yeah, but same know? with Shia LaBeouf. Like he didn't. He was just a. Uh, like a goofy, hapless dude that mm-hmm. whatever with some comedic relief moments. Yeah. So I think overall we really both liked this movie. Yeah. And I liked it a lot more than I expected to like Same. it, which is really cool, man. It's always good to be surprised, uh, especially by an established franchise yeah. that takes such a departure from the history they've established. It's super refreshing and I love seeing new things and, you know, new ideas and reimagining of existing characters in a fresh way that is inspiring. And I liked it, man. I think they did a great job with this movie. I'm yeah. going to rate it pretty high, I think. Also, I didn't write this in the notes, but I think the movie was like just over an hour and a half long. No, it was two hours. Was it? Yeah. It was like an hour 50. Okay. Yeah. Well, it didn't feel long to me. It didn't either. It no. felt very well paced. And like, it, there were some really laugh out loud moments at one point. Cause there's like this whole plot. Um, the, the Decepticons are trying to find out where, where Optimus Prime sent them, like where he's going to try to reestablish his base or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they touch base with humans and like try to deceive them and like try to try to gain access to their art satellites and stuff. And John Cena's like bad idea. Then this dude who is like a scientist, I guess mm-hmm. is like, no, we should do it. This is a technological advancement. It's whatever. First and, contact with aliens. Yeah. And then at one point, John Cena says in like a, it's like a group panel of like all the generals. And he's like, they're, they call themselves Decepticons. Like that doesn't bother. Anybody. <laughs> it's, it's, and it's like those self-aware comments. Like, oh, that's, he gets it. Right. Like, how would nobody bring that up? Seriously. Like, we are the Decepticons. Yeah. Trust us. Hang on. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm like saying when the scientist guy is getting a little crazy, John Cena literally is like, this guy's kind of weird. He's like, isn't he weird to you? Does this bother anyone else? Yeah. yeah. So I appreciated those moments a lot. Definitely. It was that, like you said, the self-awareness of this movie, knowing it's it's a little far-fetched. Also, like, it was surprising that the Decepticons killed people in this movie. Turned them to goo. Yeah. Yeah. A very transparent, yes. large glob of goo. It was, yeah. There was tastefully done because there yeah. was no blood splatter, so right. you could keep it PG-13. That is what it was, right? PG-13? Yeah. It must have been. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was the surprising, but definitely added a gritty kind of element of realness. Like yeah. they will just liquefy you. Yeah. It would be so yeah, it's it's so funny watching like the big Decepticons talk while there's like humans right there just standing, kind of watching. Like they're so primitive, like mm-hmm. cute little bugs. Um, the other acting performance I wanted to throw out was Jorge Lundberg Jr. Um, and uh, I think he was really good. You might recognize him from Love Simon. I think he was one of like Simon's friends. Um, I don't remember, but he had such a familiar face. And I think in this movie, uh, very charismatic, very charming, very funny and goofy. And I think fit really well where he was placed. Oh, definitely. And they didn't overdo it with him either. No. Which was nice. There's a scene towards the end where he kind of, he rides up on a kind of moped or a bike. And it reminded me of that scene from Avengers when Bruce Banner rides up right before, like right during the attack on New York. Oh yeah. And then he becomes like, I'm always angry. Like that had that same kind of comedic timing to it. (laughs) Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. I liked it. None of the characters in this movie were really overdone. No. Which I think was, has been one of the biggest flaws with this franchise. Yes. And it would have been the easiest way to screw this movie up. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should talk a little bit about, um, cause I don't think we could call John Cena the villain of this movie. Um, I would say probably the two Decepticons that come to earth are the villains. Yeah. Um, and one is sort of like a, there's there's a pair. One is presumably male and one is female. At least their voices are that way. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the sex organs of robots. Me neither. But um, one is sort of like a henchman that does most of the, he's kind of trigger happy fella. And one yeah. is sort of the brains and kind of deviant uh, leader lady. Yep. Pretty effective, I think. Yeah, I liked it. I liked the way they played off of each other. She was definitely like the mastermind and he was just like the the muscle. Yeah, right. It was good. And it was, it was believable. <laughs> it wasn't this big giant army on army of transformers you know yeah. like we usually see yeah so no, it was good, but if man. you are coming to transformers movies for that that whole intro scene with cybertron is that what the planet's called yes uh does that for you like there's some really cool space 
explosions that happen. Yeah, and don't, that. And don't don't get it twisted. There is no shortage of action in this movie. Yes, it's just a different style of action yeah. than you are used to with this franchise. But it was there. It was present. It was nicely done, and it was entertaining. Yeah, agreed. Um, I don't have too much more to say about it without uh, spoiling stuff. I think so. I want to get deeper into the plot a little bit and talk about stuff we liked and stuff we didn't. Maybe get into it a little bit more in the danger zone. So let's uh, let's rate this sucker. Yeah, and then we'll we'll take a break. We'll get into that. So uh, the caveat here for all the rating for me, like when it comes to like this, isn't a genre of movie that I actively seek out. Okay. That said, I'm going to judge it in the genre that it is, not in terms of like how much I would love to see it. Okay. Because I'm not a huge fan of like romantic comedies necessarily, but I'm not going to give a great one a four just because I don't like the genre. Exactly. So all things considered, I think this is a solid. Transformers movie, definitely. Probably the best Transformers movie. Oh, I think um, so. And also a solid action movie that incorporates real people telling real stories. Mm-hmm. For that reason, I'm going to give this an 8.8. 8. 8. Okay. That's what I'm going to go with. That's solid. 8.8. 8. What about you? I think it has to score pretty high just because it is head and shoulders the best movie in the series. And also, as far as PG-13 action movies go, maybe one of the better ones I've seen in the last couple of years. So... I'm going to give it an 8.5. Okay. Because I do watch a lot of movies in this genre. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, We are going to take a break, come back and talk about this with spoilers. Before we do that, we're going to talk about our second and final beer, which is a big old stout that Johnny, and now me by proxy, uh, is, are, are, we are very excited to talk about it. So stick around. Hey there, it's New Year's Eve. It's time to celebrate with friends, with some family, maybe some good beer and some good food. Any ideas where to go, Max? I have a few, but probably my best idea is the Handlebar. They're a local craft beer bar and restaurant right here in Chico, located at 2070 East 20th Street, and they have a happy hour seven days a week. What is that? That is a deal where every single day of the week you get a dollar off every craft beer on draft from 2 to 6 p.m. You pair that with their delicious food options, their celebratory atmosphere, and their beautiful patio, maybe some flat screens. You got everything you need. Again, that's the handlebar right here in Chico at 2070 East 20th Street. Go check them out. That's right. Do da danger zone. This is the danger zone, everybody. This is the section of the show where we drink our second and final beer. We spoil our movie and we tend to swear more. And I haven't said this in a while. If you're averse to that kind of language, this isn't maybe the time for you to, to listen. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Because uh, that something always like that happens after I say it. Yeah. Uh, no, this is that's the, the two main parts are that we drink our second beer and we spoil parts of our film. This week we're talking about Bumblebee. Uh, so I know some people sometimes just jump to the danger zone. So if you didn't know that, okay. now you know. Spoiler alert, Bumblebee is a person yeah, that's, in a machine that's the, body. That'd be the weirdest spoiler, like that Hugh Jackman movie uh, where he like controls real the steel. robot. You're real steel. Yeah, yeah. The robot was a person the yeah, whole time. Right. Um, but before we get to any of that, let's uh, let's talk about what you're pouring. Yeah, I'm super stoked for this beer. This is a beer from Denmark. It is. From Toll. Toll. Oh. oh, there you go. Oh, nice, man. He almost poured it out of the glass. A little carbonated on this bad boy. Uh, it's a beer called What the Fudge. It's an imperial stout with sea salt, chocolate, and vanilla. It's 11% by alcohol by volume. Oh, it, scratch that first buy. It is bubbly. And we picked it up at SNS Produce right here in Chico for about $9.99. Looking at $9.99 for 16 ounces of... Oh, look at the bubbles on that. Yeah, that's wild. They're like real, they look like uh, root like, beer float bubbles. It's like honeycombing. Yeah. Um, why don't you read what they had on their website about this this here beer? All right. What the fudge? 11%, 10 bucks, SNS. A creamy, lush, fat, fudgy, fudging beer. That's just what you need. If you can't be bothered to get beer for your dessert, get your dessert in your beer instead. Deal. Yeah. So have you had this before? I've never had it before. Okay. We've done a couple of their beers in the past. Um, How have they been? If I recall, they've been fine. Nothing stellar? I don't remember. I kind of want to look back and figure it out, but um, I feel like I'd get too distracted. Well, that smells fucking amazing. Does it? I feel Like, like we should, I mean, in this one instance, probably relegate all uses of that word to fudge. We should. Just to be topical. That's fair. It smells fudging amazing. So we're going to talk about what we expect out of this beer. Yes. To honor Nick, Nick mother yep. fudging land. Love it. This actually does smell really good. Um, but of course, expectations would, would lend me the ideas that I'm going to get a lot of vanilla. Yeah. And a lot of, hopefully some booziness, a thick viscosity that would be very pleasing, but not uh, 
maybe not too heavy to enjoy. Yeah. Um, the sea salt kind of throws me for a loop. I'm curious how much of that I'm going to be getting. I love salted chocolate. Right. It's really good. Anytime I get like a fancy dark chocolate bar, I will gravitate to the sea salt with, oh, it's so good. You mean I, like go to like get sea salt from your cabinet or something? No, I've done that before actually. I've Weird. just put that on chocolate. It's good. Sure. But the ones that I get are like 90% cocoa with uh, sea salt in it. Yeah. And they're actually like little chunky pieces of sea salt. Yeah. It's, it's a really interesting thing for your palate. And Sweet I love and savory, that. savory, man. That's so good. Uh, I actually had a chocolate bar with Himalayan salt in it the other day. Nice. It's very good. This, I'm expecting fudge because it says fudge and it's yeah. advertising fudge. I want it to be like a little sea salt fudge bomb. Yeah. Was it? Is it um, Evil Twin that does the double, what is it called? Uh, double fudge, double chocolate fudge or something. I think we did it recently or maybe we just drank it. Double chocolate fudge. Yeah, something like that. Um, oh, that was uh, Rogue. The double chocolate. No, not that's not even what I'm thinking about, but that's another good example. Well, you just said double chocolate. <clears throat> yeah, let me let me literally it. called double even chocolate. It was called yeah. Either way. So any other expectations on this? Uh I hope it's good. I want it to be like sweet and thick and yeah. delicious. Uh, just like li- me. Liquid double fudge is what I'm thinking of. Oh yes. Time. Yeah. So Johnny's taking his first sip. What do you think? Hmm. It's not what I expected. How so? It's that's not fucking good at all. Do you need to go deal with that? You um, need to go deal with that. That's really fucking important. Damn it. Yeah. Is this still recording? Yeah. Okay. Do you need to get it like in rice? Okay. It's all <laughs> fine. Now. Well. Since you think this is so hilarious. I do think it's really funny. Give a quick synopsis of what emergency we just had. Okay. So Max <laughs> gave a, a quick turn at the waist. Yeah. And backhanded his whole taster glass full of this beer directly onto his lap uh keyboard his keyboard yep yeah which is a wireless keyboard all over it the apple variety and it's fine now so you turned it into an apple stout it's fine yeah that was amazing yeah and now we're alive that's the first on-air catastrophe we've ever had yeah so yeah I'm proud of us. And now my notes is, uh, my note paper is kind of just hang drying because that's also soaked in uh, what looks like motor oil from it, over here. It's patinaed. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember where we were. So we were talking about this beer <clears throat> and about how it is tasting and if it tastes like I expected. And yes. you were looking up liquid double fudge. Yes, correct. Okay. Now that we're all dried out. Yeah. So you did, did not taste like you expected. It is definitely thinner than I expected, which uh, is kind of a big bummer. I am getting a ton of chocolate, getting a bit of vanilla, not much salt. It's definitely a little bit more bitter than I wanted it to be. Interesting. So I am pouring myself a second glass that I'm going to be very careful with. Relax. Um, Easy. Yeah. Definitely like dark chocolate. It's got a weird bitterness to it that it's hard to put my thumb on. Why it's like where that's it's almost soy saucy. Yeah. To me, that's like almost the saltiness of it. Okay. okay. Um, That makes sense. But yeah, there's some like something that is not listed there that I'm getting. Yeah, so there's a weird, weird curveball of flavor in that bitterness vanilla because it smells like straight vanilla. Yeah, that it rounds a- out really nicely though. I think it ends with like a nice kind of a nice light chocolatey kind of taste to it. Does yours have like a motor oil film over the top of it? Um, I mean, not really. Look at mine. Yeah, it's just kind of kind of glossy. <clears throat> That's strange. Um. No, mine's, I mean, this is about what I expected. I mean, it's not quite as uh, over the top as it smells. Um, and I, th- I think it's good, man. Yeah, it smells like it should be like devastatingly sweet. Mm-hmm. And it it smells like Noah a little bit. Yeah, or that's the the liquid double fudge is what it reminded me of, okay. which is very chocolatey, obviously. Yeah, and that, that nose on liquid double fudge is like holy yeah. chocolate. Yeah. Uh, this is interesting. It's way more bitter than I expected. Yeah, it almost finishes like some type of um, like, like, uh, earthiness, like an earthy kind of barky flavor to it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's weird. It is weird. Um, I don't think that's a strength to this beer. I think that's maybe something that will cost it a little, yeah. a little bit in my book, but yeah, you know. it finishes almost musty. Yeah. That's weird. Mush- yeah. Mushrooms. Do you think you like, yeah, that's a good, yeah. Like real earthy, like that kind of thing. Do you, uh, do you enjoy it or not so much? Not so much. Yeah. All right. That's a bummer. Also, at 10 bucks a can, you want to enjoy this. Yes. Yeah, you'd hope so. Well, and, and it said all the right words. That's yeah. the thing. With, with a beer like this, yeah, it really does say all the right stuff. Um, but you never know. It's always a roll of the dice. Yeah. Uh, I am not crazy about this beer at all. Yeah, I'm not crazy about it. I enjoy it enough. 
In, but it's, it, yeah, you know. The famous words of young Maxwell. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a six for me. Uh, it's This is very skippable for me. I'm mm-hmm. going to give it like a four. Okay. Yeah, I would, uh, there's a lot of things I'd rather spend 10 bucks on. Sure. That's a steep price for a 16 ounce can. Yeah, 16.9, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's what, 50? Uh, five? No, what'd you say? 50 Clapa liters? Or? Oh, centiliters. Yeah. Centiliters. I'm a dumb American. Clapa liters, yeah. <laughs> I'm a dumb American. Yeah. I've never heard the word centiliter oh, is that before right? today. Well, look at that. You learned something new. Yeah. Because we, unlike the rest of the world, are not on the metric system. Sure. Yeah. Why aren't we on the metric system? I don't know. It's stupid. It's a Americans. long, long American debate. But in any case, this is what the fudge. Yeah. I'm too old. I believe I'm saying that correct. Too old? Too old. I don't know. There's one O that's got a cool line through it. Yep. Uh-uh. Yeah. So, moving right along, I suppose. Anything yeah. else you want to talk about with this beer? It's fine. Cool. Yeah. That's been What the Fudge. What the Fudge is right. All right. Moving on to Bumblebee. Yeah. Anything? I don't know. Do you want to spoil anything from the movie? I don't really think there's anything that needs to be spoiled. There's <clears throat> nothing that was really spoiler-worthy. I yeah, I, I think one thing I did want to mention is there's a scene where Bumblebee, when he gets taken down, or he's finally captured by the army and oh. um, he dies. And and I think this is what what worked for me about this whole movie is like the storytelling aspect, at least between, uh, well, not between, but um, I guess regarding her and her father's relationship. Um, like she lost her dad kind of traumatically and it all culminates to that moment where she's trying to save Bumblebee in sort of a defibrillator fashion with electric guns. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, like, I can't lose you too or something. And like that, it hit me a little bit. Yeah. Which again, didn't expect that type of emotional reaction from this movie. Right. Um, so I think that was a really, really good scene that uh, was a testament to the groundwork laid before it. Definitely. And it was funny because I knew that this was an origin story, but still flashed in my head like, Oh shit! Are they gonna kill off Bumblebee? Right? Isn't that weird? Like, there could always be more. Yeah. You know, like there could be a twenty different Bumblebees out in space. They made a point to be like he's B one twenty seven or whatever. Yeah. So it makes you think there's one hundred and twenty six yeah. other ones. Yeah. I mean they're bees, man. Yeah. It's a hive. Yeah, they're drones. Yeah. So yeah. I really was curious if they were actually. I would. I would have been shocked. If they would, that would have been like the most Reservoir Dogs badass right. thing for Transformers to do. But like, want to come see a Bumblebee origin story? Well, we're going to kill him. Yeah. They didn't do that. Though. No. I like that. I really did like the scene when he went hard in the paint, too, when his eyes turned red. red. Yeah. When he uh, finally like kind of remembered how to fight. Yeah. He went full battle mode because he's got like a switchblade type sword thing. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, he's a little tiny Transformer in comparison to the other ones. But. Yeah. Is it just me, or did, like, that blade get broken off of him and stabbed into him, like, 17 times in this movie? No. I feel like every like it's just every time I see it, it's like, yep, he's going to get hit with that. No, he got stabbed by a few things, but it was only his once, because the red yeah. thing, like, took his whole arm oh, with okay. the thing attached to it. The first red thing? And, like, in the when we meet uh, John Cena? Or the main one? The, the main <clears throat> red... Because at one point he got it, <clears throat> it snapped off and he got it stabbed in him. That oh, was either that first yeah, fight or the end. Yeah, mm, I think that might have been at the first fight. Yeah, so it happens but at least that, twice. No, but at the end, his whole the blade was shorter. Because okay. I remember seeing it, it didn't come out. It was like came out and it was like broken off looking. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, the red Decepticon or pink, whatever, um, like took his whole arm off and then stabbed him with it. Gotcha. So like at that point, he's down an arm because it's in his chest. Huh. Which is just the rudest thing to get stabbed with. Pretty rude. Like your own arm. Yeah, that's a bummer. Very inconsiderate. Um, I did think like the final, like her dive at the end was a little cheesy. Um, like when she finally mustered, but I get it. I get whatever. I don't know what I'm asking for. So that's fine. Yeah. Like that was, was like, a nice bow to tie on that. Like, all right, you got your courage back. And I also didn't you know. care about that scene. Like it, her dive to save Bumblebee. Yeah. Or like. Yeah. Just the, the dive part of it. I was like, okay, I get it. You're brave now. Yeah. You've like, been fighting aliens. Yeah. And I mean, it was pretty clear to like, at least to me, that she was no longer diving because that's what she associates with her dead dad. Right. So the fact that she, that wound is mended and she was able to dive to go save her friend Bumblebee was was good. Yeah. And it felt a little like they really ramped it up. Like, dive. Yeah. That was music and then a slow motion. Yeah. That's what I was doing with my mouth. Also, I do appreciate, speaking of slow motion, the lack of it in this Yeah, movie, there wasn't a whole lot. Which is good. Yeah. I think this type of movie, this whole genre as a whole, overuses yes. slow motion. And yep. it, I think even some of the Transformer movies, if I recall, Definitely. have done it. So 
kudos to them for not going too hard in the paint with that. Yeah. I liked it. I'm going to uh, listen to the soundtrack. Yeah, it's good. It's just it's just 80s nostalgia, which is very prevalent in pop culture these days, but I think it works here. This movie is, the, yeah, you were saying the lighting and the colors look like bathing in a California sunset mm-hmm. on the ocean. It's really nice. It was. Made me want to go to Santa Cruz because I'm pretty sure that's where the, the whole boardwalk scene was filmed. Uh, I think it was all in that fictional, I don't know, is that even a fictional town? Do you remember what it was called? Like White? Yeah, it was, white it was like or something. Up. Yeah, but yeah. Like, if you could tell that boardwalk, it looked like the boardwalk at Santa Cruz. Yeah. Although I think to some extent, like all boardwalks kind of look the same. That's true. But I don't uh, know how many there are over there between like Sacram- or San Francisco and like in that area. Yeah, yeah. I don't know either. But either way, it reminded me of Santa Cruz because yeah. especially when they were in the Redwoods, which are yeah. like right, right next right, to right. Santa Cruz. But also like any, in that area south of San Francisco, there's a few Redwoods. Yeah. But yeah, man, it was a be- beautiful movie to look yeah. at. I like the story. I like Bumblebee. He was like a big cat, big yellow yeah. cat. He's so cute. I loved it, man. It was a fun time. I'm definitely going to Redbox this again when it comes out. Sure. Are you still on the Redbox thing? Everyone's still still not at all the best? Uh, I do all the best when I can get over there. Yeah. It's just, it's like more convenient because there's uh, Redboxes closer to my house. Mm. But I do get over there maybe once or twice a month. That's that local business, man. You got to hop on that shit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Plus, like you get to know the staff and they help you pick up movies. They're great. That's fair. Yeah. Well, you can find Max. At all the best. At all video. the best, all the time. <laughs> he works there now. I, I really often find that I like find I get movies there and then I'll come home and then like a day later I'll notice they were streamable on at whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I rented it. I prefer because it's like what, two bucks a movie? Yeah. Uh and you support a thing that is uh less and less common. Yeah. A video rental store that is not half porn. It's like an actual movie store. They still have video stores that sell porn. I don't know. That one isn't, so I'm going to support it. All right. You know? <clears throat> Would you support it if it was half porn? Uh, less. For yeah. sure less, yeah. Like 50%? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's only, yeah. Good joke. Uh, no, but all the best is great, and you should go there. Yeah. Maybe we'll try and get over there more. <clears throat> Again, not a sponsor. We just like all the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else you want to cover? I think we're there, man. This was a fun movie. Uh, it's uh, It's been a fun episode. Yeah. I enjoyed this one. Except for the part where you tried to kill the keyboard, because we need that. Yeah. Yep. We have a backup keyboard, but it doesn't, like, the mechanics of the typing, it kind of feels kind of clunky mm. compared to this one. So I'm glad this, at least for now, still works. It's basically like a brand mm. new Apple key- keyboard, Yeah, right? just washed it with beer. It's clean. Yeah. Um, so as a reminder, if you guys want to see the movie we're seeing next week, go see Mary Queen of Scots at the pageant. Uh, if you like our show... Leave us a review or a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us on social media at Fresh Hop Cinema on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Send us an email at fhccast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Letterboxd for movie reviews, untapped at Fresh Hop Cinema for beer reviews. And that's it, I think. Yeah. Just tell a friend about the show. Exactly. And stuff. Yeah. Have a happy new year. Don't drive drunk. Yeah. Call a cab for God's sakes. We want you to live and keep listening. Indeed. Uh, enjoy yourselves. Be safe out there tonight. Again, if you're in Reno this coming weekend, yeah, go uh, check out Max. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. What third, dates? Third are you to the 5th. Third through the 5th. If you're in Reno, go hit up Max. See him play some music. I will be in Chico at my house. Do not bother me. Deal. Uh, for Johnny Summers, that's Johnny Summers. For Max Minardi, uh, that is definitely still Max Minardi. <laughs> we'll see you next week. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.